We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, October the 13th, 2021. Today's show, believe it or not, folks, we've already hit the halfway point of the 2021 football season. And with that being said, I'm handing out some grades. The midseason report card on today's show, guys, I'll break down offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and give my overall grade for the first half of the Gamecocks 2021 football season. Guys, I'll also talk my first half MVPs for offense, defense, special teams, all that much more. Also, guys, it is Wednesday. We're talking gambling. Best bet for South Carolina Vanderbilt, as well as our SEC gambling picks for week seven of the SEC season. And boy, oh boy, what a slate of games we've got for you. Guys, a packed show here on a Wednesday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black love service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's get it. Down, 
Just six more to go. Folks, if I have any piece of advice for you here on this Wednesday, you know, we all get so caught up dwelling on the past or looking ahead to the future. Take a moment, take a second to enjoy the present moment. Because if you worry too much about the past or future, you lose sight at the gift that is the present. Enjoy the moment we have now, because before you know it, this 2021 South Carolina football season will have come and gone. But the good news is this, folks. We've got a whole half of games left to go. Folks, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, host of the Spurs Up Show, as always. As always, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. I hope this show finds you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing, whether you're on the commute, you're in the office, you're on the job, you got the day off, whatever it might be, folks. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I said this on the Daily Crow yesterday, but I want to reiterate reiterate it here for you guys today because I do my best to get back to every single comment, every single DM, uh, every single message that you guys send our way. Uh, but for those of you who maybe leave comments, DMs, that maybe do not get responded to, especially those that are words of encouragement. You know, there's some of you that I see comment every single day in regards to the podcast and your words of encouragement and saying, hey, you love the show and you rock with the show and you appreciate everything. I just want to let you know, guys, how much I truly, genuinely appreciate that love and support in those comments. I genuinely look forward to when I wake up seeing that, seeing those words of affirmation and just, it feels good. You know, it's the human condition, right? It's human nature to feel good inside when you, when you know that your work is being appreciated by someone else. So again, I want to say to you all, again, if I do not get back to you directly, please do not think that I take it for granted. Please do not think that I do not see your comments. I really genuinely do appreciate those. And it truly makes my day when we're able to produce content and put out work and, you know, we're able to see the feedback on social media or DMs or wherever it may be, guys, again. So thank you all so much for the continued love and support. It means the absolute world to me, man. I, I cannot say thank you enough. It's it's just truly remarkable and truly, truly incredible. And I feel, you know, extremely blessed, extremely fulfilled each and every single day. I feel like the luckiest person in the world. I get to wake up and pursue my dreams and passions and do this and create content and interact with you all and uh, talk about the team that we all love so much. So again, thank you all so much. And again, I just wanted to stress, I truly do appreciate all of your love and support and the kind words you guys continue to send our way each and every single day. It means so much more than you could ever know. Guys, we're going to dive into this thing, and we're talking football, 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 tons of football, a little bit of a switch up here on a Wednesday. Normally, I'm talking Shane Beamer's Tuesday presser, and, you know, nothing crazy really coming from that except from Shane Beamer urging the Gamecocks fan base to get to Williams-Brice Stadium on Saturday for homecoming. So, hey, if you got tickets and you can't go, Give them to somebody else, sell them, do whatever you got to do. If you're going to go to the game, then go. Let's pack out Willie B. Let's make it a raucous environment for homecoming. Also, at halftime, they're honoring the Hall of Famers, including a guy, oh, we might know him, named Connor Shaw. So, again, get to Willie B., pack out Willie B. But besides that, nothing really crazy. Pretty much the, the, the standard weekly coach speak from Shane Beamer, which is no knock on him, but just kind of what you get out of a Tuesday presser. But uh, we're talking football, midseason report cards, gambling. You guys know the drill. A uh, couple quick reminders we'll dive into it. Of course, the TSUS tailgate at Seawells this Saturday. We'll be out there at 11 o'clock, spots 93 to 96. We'll be out there all the way up to kickoff. So again, guys, that is Seawells across the street from the Rocket. I know a lot of you that normally park in the fairgrounds 
are going to need somewhere to tailgate this weekend. Well, guess what? Seawells is a damn good choice to spend your time tailgating and to get ready for another Carolina kickoff. So we're going to come out to Seawells spots 93 to 96. Also, guys, tonight, come on out. We're live at Tin Roof tonight, 5 to 7 in the Vista. Would love to see you out there. I'll tell you this, guys. Last week at Tin Roof was an absolutely legendary experience. If you're not out there, if you haven't been out, a really, really good time. They got 50-cent wings, $3 drafts. And again, if you cannot come out, you can also tune in digitally, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all that good stuff, you guys in the drill. Also, guys, be sure to participate in our giveaways on Instagram with our friends Summer Doodles and Dason and Shalabi Law Firm. Guys, we're giving away a piece from Summer Doodles, a really cool williams Bryce Stadium piece. And then with Dason and Shalabi Law Firm, guys, we're giving away a pair of tickets to the Vanderbilt game. So if you need tickets, guys, be sure to go participate in those giveaways. Winners will be picked tomorrow and Friday, respectively, for those two giveaways. And appreciate those fine folks with Summer Doodles and Dason and Schlobby Law Firm for making those giveaways possible. All right, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Of course, like I mentioned, we are at the halfway point of the 2021 football season, which is really hard to wrap your head around, guys. I feel like just... Just last week, it feels like it was it was it was not that long ago. It was game week for EIU, and we were just getting this thing kicked off. Now, all of a sudden, guys, we're halfway through the season. That's why I'm saying, guys, live in the present moment, savor the present moment, savor game day, whether it's good, bad, or in between. Because you know what? We don't get that many of them. And, and, and fans spend, you know, eight, nine months clamoring for football, wishing football's back. Heck, we spend a hundred days counting it down. I will be damned. If I ain't going to enjoy each and every single second of it. But again, we have hit the halfway point, which means we are handing out grades in our midseason report card here on this Wednesday, October the 13th. Drum roll, please. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and I'll give my overall grade. And of course, we've got to start with this Carolina offense and what a rough first six games it has been and really full of surprises too guys and it started in the preseason right with you know I told you guys in the preseason do you remember when I said man I'm so glad we don't have this quarterback competition it feels really good to have QB1 resolved we're not talking about some crazy quarterback battle Luke Doty's the guy Luke Doty's the guy all is good all is well all is peaceful in Gamecock Nation well That changed real quick. That hit the fan when Luke Doty's foot injury forced him out. Insert Zeb Noland, who started your first three ball games and was knocked out accordingly in that third ball game against Georgia. Of course, Luke Doty takes over. We all know what happened to that point. Um, 22 points per game, 335.8 yards per game. You rank 13th in the SEC in offense. Now, I have went to battle for Shane Beamer and Marcus Satterfield And we've talked about offense, of course, all season long and the shortcomings that it is. Obviously, the biggest disappointment when it comes to this group is the rushing yardage. Guys, you're averaging right now through the first six games just 126.8 yards per game on the ground, just 3.5 yards per carry. And guys, get this, you've only ran for three touchdowns in your first six games. What's even wilder than that, guys? I was looking at total touchdowns, right? Touchdowns scored on the season. You have scored just 15 touchdowns offensively. Your opponents have scored 16. So you've been outscored in that regard. 
You're converting on just 37% of your third downs. Here's another crazy stat for you, by the, by the way, guys, a little bit of a random thing. You have went for it on fourth down 14 times, and you're a remarkable seven for 14, by the way, 50% in your fourth down conversions. In the passing game, of course, Luke Doty has taken over. I think Luke Doty has played fine football. I have no issues with the way Luke Doty has played. Josh Van has emerged nicely on the outside for you. But outside of that, guys, there's been a lot left to desire with this offense. And it starts up front with the offensive line, right? I talked about the running game, the shortcomings there. The offensive line has obviously been a massive surprise and not in a good way. Just 22 points per game, like I said. I don't think any of us had any crazy expectations offensively, but I'll tell you this, guys. I really thought during the summer that this offense was going to take a major step forward. I thought Luke Doty's athleticism. I thought with the running game returning from last year, you know, four or five starters on the O-line, over 80 career starts. I really thought it was going to be a strength for you, and it has been the complete opposite. So when I look at this offense, Handing out a grade again, guys. My grades are going to be harsh. My grades are going to be fair, though. They're going to be harsh but fair. I understand. You know, there, there are issues top to bottom. Play calling has been an issue, but also personnel is an issue. Execution's an issue. It's not just on one thing, and that collective unit has got to get better over the last six games. The offense for the first six, though, I'm giving them an overall D grade. For the first six games of the 2021 football season. Again, have there been bright spots? Sure. But they've been far and few in between with this group. Way too many inconsistencies. Every time this unit gets things going, they shoot themselves in the foot. They make a stupid penalty. And uh, they just have not been able to get any sort of rhythm going. Now, I will say this. With that being said, your best, statistically, your best rushing game against an FBS opponent was your last game against Tennessee, in which you ran for 153 yards on the ground. Now, again, that's nothing spectacular, but for an offense who's been struggling to even have 100 yards rushing by halftime, you got to take baby steps. So maybe, just maybe, that leads to bigger things in the second half of this season. But right now, guys, I think we can all, we can all agree the offense was a sore spot in the first half of the season. For that reason, I'm giving them an overall grade of a D in the first half of the 2021 football season. Let's move into defense. And like I said, guys, I was expecting big things or somewhat big things out of the offense heading in this season. Defensively, I really thought it was going to be a struggle. And my, oh my, how Clayton White's unit has impressed us week after week after week after week outside of maybe last week. But this has certainly been a surprise group, right? They're also surrendering, by the way. You're scoring 22 points per game. Get this. You're scoring 22. You're surrendering 22 points per game you're also surrendering 330 yards per game but get this guys here's the most remarkable thing it's your secondary and it is your pass defense we're talking about a pass defense and i know it was a 10 game all sec schedule but either way you're, we're talking about a pass defense that gave up a season ago 260 yards per game through the air right couldn't get the ball off of anybody hardly this year giving up just 171 yards per game to the first six games, and you have nine interceptions. You're one of the best in the conference, if not the best, at takeaways and forcing turnovers and being opportunistic. Guys, tip your cap to Clayton White. I understand things are going to stiffen up in the second half of the schedule. We're really going to find out what this defense is all about against some better competition. But to this point, to the first six games, I think it's safe to say, guys, Clayton White has exceeded all expectations. My one knock on this defense, 
My one knot, because again, the defensive line's been really good against the pass. You have 16 sacks, by the way. You have 16 sacks. So your front seven's done a really, really good job against the pass. My one knock on this defense, we still need to see them improve in regards to stopping the run. You're going to weigh too much on the ground, 158.8 yards per game, 4.4 yards per carry. And we've seen the last couple of games, opponents rushing for 200, a little bit over 200. That's definitely got to tighten up, and that's still a problem area for you. But top to bottom, man, with the job Clayton White, Jimmy Lindsey, Torian Gray, this entire defensive staff has done, has been absolutely remarkable for that reason. I'm giving the defense a B-plus grade through the first six games. Again, I'd like to see the run issues fixed. That was some, something that certainly gave you problems. But, I mean, this is, this is a defense that literally has kept you in basically every ball game this season. I mean, you would not be sitting at 3-3 three and three right now without the performance of this defense through the first six games. So, again, give me a B-plus grade for the defense in the first half of the 2021 football season. Guys, let's, let's move into special teams. The specialist, right? Beamer ball. Shane Beamer, Pete Limbo. What a job they've done, man. Parker White hasn't missed a kick. Kai Kroger has thrown a touchdown. You've blocked punts. You've converted two-point conversions. You've had some pretty solid returns. Juju McDowell, some others. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, I think special teams, you know, it's crazy. I told you guys in the preseason that, you know, how many – it's hard to say how many punts is somebody going to block, how many kicks, you know, how many returns you're going to have for touchdowns. But what I told you guys in the preseason was this. I truly felt like South Carolina week in, week out was going to have the best coached special teams unit in the entire country. And I feel good saying that right now. I really do. And I, I've never been one to week after week, you know, say, oh, man, what do we have up our sleeves for special teams? You know, looking forward to special teams. We're at that point, thanks to those men I just mentioned. So, you know, Shane Beamer, Pete Limbo, tip your cat. They've done an incredible job. For that reason, guys, I'm giving the special teams an A+. I have nothing to complain about when it comes to special teams. I think we've been phenomenal on special teams. Um, yeah, I think everybody involved in a fantastic job. Again, you've made some game-changing plays on special teams. Heck, I mean, you look at the Tennessee game. I know it was an ugly game, but, I mean, my goodness, you really kind of flipped momentum and got things rolling because of a special teams play, a fake punt. So, you know, overall, I think special teams has been really, really good for that reason. I got no gripes. I'm giving them an A-plus for the first six games of the 2021 season. Let's move into coaching, guys, because this one's interesting. Coaching is interesting, okay? Coaching is very, very interesting. Because how do you judge a first-year staff and a bunch of first-year coaches at this level, right? Shane Beamer, first year being a head coach, period. Marcus Satterfield, Clayton White, first year ever calling plays at the Power Five and the SEC level. You know, bunch of new assistants, everything top to bottom. I'm giving the coaching a C plus. And, and hear me out, here's why. I don't think the coaching has been bad necessarily. I'm not saying that. But if you had proper expectations, in my opinion, you had to understand that Shane Beamer, this coaching staff, they are who they are, which is a bunch of inexperienced first-year coaches at this level. So there's going to be some growing pains, guys. You got a bunch of guys who are literally learning on the job. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. That's okay. But it's just the reality of who you are right now. Hey, 
I've seen some moments this season where, and I think Shane Beamer coaching wise on a positive has done a really good job at keeping this football team motivated. Hey guys, it's a bunch of players that are not his. They weren't his recruits. You know, his job this season is to gain their trust gain their buy-in, build those relationships, and build the culture. And I think you've seen this football team respond to Coach Beamer, you know, not quitting, playing hard all the way through. I, I know those are small things, but, guys, that's the point your program was at where you're looking at those things. You're looking at those things in year one as, hey, what do we most want to see? So I commend Shane Beamer for getting this football team to buy in, to not quit, to play for one another, to play for that name on the front of the jersey, not always the name on the back, and to represent the Garnet and Black the right way. Now, with that being said, and also, by the way, let me also commend Shane Beamer on the aggressive style of coaching we have seen. Like I said, guys, South Carolina's gone for it 14 times on fourth down. I love the fact, and you heard Alex McGrath talk about this yesterday, I love the fact that Shane Beamer is erring on the side of aggression, right? He's erring on the side of aggression. If nothing else, you have to respect that. After the last couple of years, having a coach that was willing to kick a field goal down 38 points or something crazy like that, having a football coach who's willing to go balls to the wall and just take chances and take risks, and I can appreciate that. And I think that's the smart move for him. Now, with that being said, obviously, there have been questions in the coaching staff about the play calling, top to bottom. Um, what Marcus Satterfield is doing, the scheme, the system, the identity, all that good stuff, right? There have been scenarios that maybe you look at it and say, you know what, that's something an inexperienced first-year coaching staff would do, okay? So it's been a bit of a mixed bag to a degree. I'm giving a C-plus. I'm not giving a C-plus and saying and being derogatory, saying they've done a bad job, but they look inexperienced at times. And that's okay, though, guys. They are. I think they are who they are. And this is a coaching staff that over time, again, what's your hope and your belief is you did not hire Shane Beamer. You did not hire Shane Beamer because you thought to yourself, he's already a great football coach. He's going to be an elite football coach in year one. If that was your goal, there were other guys out there who fit that billing much more, much more. But you hired Shane Beamer, guys, in knowing that, hey, while he may not be an elite football coach right now, what the hope and belief and expectation is, is that over time, he's going to evolve. He's going to learn. He's going to come into his own. And while that happens over a three, four, five, six-year span, the talent will slowly increase as well. And at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later, those two things are going to mesh, and you're going to have a football team both on coaching and personnel that is good enough to realistically start competing again to get back to Atlanta and playing for an SEC championship. So right now, a first-year staff all across the board, I think they've done a fine job. It's been nothing crazy. It's been somewhat of a mixed bag, especially when you factor in offensively. A C-plus feels right to me. A C-plus feels right. So again, for the Gamecocks coaching staff, the first half of the 2021 football season, I'm going to give him a C plus. Leads me into my overall grade for the 2021 season, the first half of the season, I should say. Now, this is a Carolina football team that sits at three and three overall. And guys, if you might recall, I had South Carolina at this point, my preseason prediction sitting at four and two. So you're only a game off the pace of what I picked you at. But I know many of you tuned in right now. Many of you tuned in and many folks on social media would give a much lower grade probably than the one that I'm about to give because all fans see is 
oh, my God, you lost to Kentucky. Oh, my God, you lost to Tennessee. Oh, my God, you lost to Georgia. And the way you've lost these football games with a lack of offense, blowing opportunities at home against Kentucky, and I totally understand it. That's very fair, right? The 0-3 mark in SEC play is what really stands out to me as the, as the sore spot, if you will, of the first six games. But hear me out, guys. When you're talking overall grade, right, when you look at it, there have been some good, believe it or not, despite what some may tell you, there have been some good things that have happened in these first six games. Hey, you found a way to overcome adversity against both East Carolina and Troy. You took care of your business week one. You've actually done some positive things in your SEC matchups, right? On the flip side, you know, you've had your struggles. There's no question. You know, it took you a game-winning field goal to beat an East Carolina. You, maybe if you don't get a pick six before the half against Troy, you might lose that football game. But here's the fact of the matter, guys. You didn't. You won the football game. So, really, when you look at Vegas spreads, too, hey, we're talking gambling on a Wednesday. You look at Vegas spreads, through the first six games, you're three and three. You've won the three you were supposed to win when you factor in the Vegas line. You've won the three you were supposed to win, and you've lost the three you were supposed to lose. So factoring that in, again, also factoring in that, like I said, guys, I picked you to start four and two. Three and three is probably about where this football team should have been picked to, to, to start off. I thought the Gamecocks would split one of the two swing games that were Kentucky and Tennessee, and it didn't happen. But three and three is not one and five, guys. It hasn't been some abysmal start. It hasn't been some nightmare start, the Shane Beamer era. You know, you have the opportunity, especially this weekend, to get to four and three. And I think that's a, that's, that's, you know, and also, by the way, let me throw this out there. Hit the over in the over-under win total, which was set at three and a half by Vegas. So a three and three start, some good, some bad, some in between. For that reason, I give the overall grade for the first half of the 2021 football season a C grade. Like I said, guys, you're right where you're kind of supposed to be. You won the games you're supposed to win. You lost the ones you're supposed to lose. Yes, it's been a mixed bag on the field, how you got in there. But overall, guys, throw all the other stats out the window. You're three and three. You're three and three. You got another six games. Make believe it or not, I think making a bowl game is still realistic. It's much tougher than it once was, but it's still realistic. There's a lot that can still be achieved in this first season under Shane Beamer. So give me a C for the overall grade for the 2021 football season. Guys, that's gonna do it for my grades. Again, one more time going back through them. I gave the offense a D, defense a B plus, special teams an A plus, coaching a C plus, and my overall grade. I'm giving a C. So, again, I'd love to hear your grades for the first half of the 2021 football season. Where do you agree? Where do you disagree? Let me hear your grades. All right, before we get off this, guys, I do want to talk first half MVPs for the first six games of the 2021 football season. We're going to talk offense, defense, and special teams. Let's start offensively. This one was pretty tough, guys, because <laughs> there really hasn't been like one guy that has stood out as, oh my God, he's carried this offense the first six games. This, this has been the go-to guy. This has been the all-world everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a rough go at it offensively. There's no question. But I will say, and I know he's been absent the last couple of weeks, but the dude who I've been most impressed with, and we knew somebody had to step up on the outside. 
The guy I've been most impressed with, and I think will have a big second half of this season, is going to continue to be a playmaker for you. That is wide receiver Josh Van. Josh Van with 19 catches for 355 yards and two touchdowns. I think Josh obviously emerging in that Georgia game, continuing his play uh, in the Kentucky game. Josh Van been a really, really good weapon for you. So, again, Josh Van, my first half MVP offensively. I know he's been... I know he's gone missing the last couple of games, but I really do expect Josh Van to be a big-time playmaker for you on the outside throughout the rest of this season. Folks, let's move into the defensive side of the football. This one, on the other hand, is a no-brainer. This one's a no-brainer. Jalen Foster, come on down, sir, and receiver award. 52 tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, four interceptions, and two forced fumbles. This dude is playing out of his freaking Mind. I mean, week after week after week, guys, you know, we hand out game balls. We hand out the cock of the walk award. And this is really an award. Those are awards, I should say, that I could give them to give those to Jalen on a weekly basis. I mean, he's playing out of his mind. He's playing incredible football, football that I'll be honest, I didn't expect him to play. He's like Coach Simpson 2.0 this year. Again, 52 tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, four picks, and two forced Fumbles, he has become a staple for the Gamecocks in the back half of their defense. So, again, first half MVP for the defense, Jalen Foster. No-brainer. Finally, guys, special teams. And, again, this one you could say is a no-brainer as well. The kid – I don't know if you guys realize this. The kid has been perfect on the season thus far. Parker White, nine for nine on his field goals as he slowly creeps closer and closer to the all-time points record at the University of South Carolina. Again, Parker White, what you expect out of a veteran kicker? He's been solid as a rock, man. He's hit everything, obviously. And, uh, you know, I think he'll continue to be a weapon for you. You know, I joke around. Hopefully he doesn't have to kick too many more field goals because I'd love to see us score touchdowns. But for an offense that desperately needs points, it feels good to know you got a guy like Parker White that you can really depend and lean on. So, again, my first half MVP for special teams, none other than your veteran kicker, Parker White. So, guys, again, that's going to do it for my, my midseason report card and the first half MVP awards. Guys, again, would love to hear your overall thoughts. Who are your first half MVPs? And then, of course, your report card. What are your grades for the Gamecocks? Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and your overall grade for the first six games of this 2021 football season. All right, guys, with that being said, let's move into our gambling content. I'll tell you what, there is nobody who is more due than yours truly. There is nobody who needs a big week more than yours truly. I'm going to get in that more in just a second when we talk SEC gambling picks. But uh, even with the best bet, guys, we fell to three and three in our best bet last week when I had the Gamecocks plus 10 and a half. And boy, oh boy, did that turn out to be a miserable pick for the boys in Garnet and Black. But hey, this is a new week. We got a new opportunity to break the bookie and win some money. Best bet for South and Vandy, guys. The Gamecocks open in this one. I know a lot of you were surprised, but the Gamecocks open in this one as a 17-point favorite. That number actually jumped all the way up to 20 points. It has now settled down at 18 points. So the Gamecocks are an 18-point favorite, more than a two-touchdown favorite. The over-under set at 51. Now, like I've told you all before, I think one of my least favorite things about betting spreads or at least making the spread my best bet is like, I don't like spoiling my prediction on a Wednesday, but I don't really care today. I I don't, you know what? Because sometimes it's just so obvious. It's so obvious. You have to make the pick on the spread. You know, the over under total 51, 
Ah, you know, Vandy has shown they can score some points this season. I trust the Gamecocks defense, but Vandy has shown it could become a weird game where it's like a late BS touchdown. It gets the over 51. So, I, you know, I don't know that I would go with the total. I'm looking at the spread in this one. South Carolina minus 18, right? And all I've heard from Gamecock fans all week is, dude, Vandy this, Vandy that, hammer Vandy, Vandy might win, blah, 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 blah. I understand it's very popular right now to be doom and gloom and to be all in your feelings and be all upset because the Gamecocks are three and three and they're not five and one like you think they should be. And we can't do this. We can't do that. We're no good. Guys, things, again, I will repeat this, this quote from Lou Holtz, things are never quite as good as they seem and they're never quite as bad as they seem. On the flip side, Vanderbilt is pure garbage. Okay. They are terrible. Guys, I know it's Georgia and Florida, but in Vanderbilt's two SEC games this year, they have lost by a combined score of 104 to zero. They have not scored a single point in an SEC game. Also, we're talking about a South Carolina football team. While, yes, they're struggling in certain areas, they have obvious, obvious deficiencies. It's an imperfect football team. We all understand that. And you're in the first year of Shane Beamer, but Vandy also in the first year of Clark Lee. And this is a Gamecocks football team, guys, that last year beat Vanderbilt 41-7. to That 2020 team that turned out to be abysmal beat Vanderbilt 41-7. to With that being said, guys, is South Carolina a great football team? No, they are not. Okay. Does South going to have problems, deficiencies? Yes, they do. But is South Carolina on the level of Vanderbilt? Is South Carolina Vandy bad? Absolutely not. And I think this will be a Gamecocks football team returning home. It's homecoming. You did start to see some, some promise late in that Tennessee game, right, with the rushing attack. And, you know, you came back in the second half. Can you sort of almost trick yourself mentally and carry that over and use that as momentum into this football game? I think the Gamecocks will try their best. I've got South Carolina guys covering the 18 points. I, Vanderbilt is terrible, guys. There's no way on God's green earth you're going to get me to pick Vanderbilt plus 18 in this football game. The Gamecocks are at home. I think they're desperate for a win. This is obviously a must win. It's a game you have to have. I think South Carolina will be prepared to play its best football. And for that reason, like I said, guys, Vandy is garbage. They're terrible. 104 to zero in their two SEC games. Vanderbilt probably doesn't even hit double digits in points. Give me the Gamecocks covering the 18 points again. Fade the public. And I feel like the public, at least South Carolina Nation, the public is all saying, oh my goodness, doom and gloom. We're terrible. Vandy this, Vandy that. Vandy's going to cover. No, they're not. The Gamecocks will cover the 18 points. Will they cover it by a lot? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're going to win 50 to nothing, but. South Carolina's three touchdowns better than Vanderbilt. Bottom line, end of story, end of discussion. So, again, hammer it. Gamecocks minus 18, the best bet for Saturday's game. All right, let's move into SEC gambling picks, guys. And like I said, whew, yours truly needs a big weekend. We need a bounce-back weekend. Nobody's more due than yours truly. After a 12-2 and two start of the season, 12-2, and two, guys, we now sit 28-27 and 27 overall after a 3-4 and four week last week. 28 and 27. So that means yours truly has gone 16 and 25 since week one. And the best bet currently sits at three and three overall. We need a monster week. 
And we got a slate of seven games, if you include the South Carolina game. We got a slate of seven games that I think, you know what? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. We, we have to have, just like South Carolina, we have to get a win. We have to have a winning week. Bottom line, we cannot fall below 500. This is the week. I feel good about it, guys. And before we get into that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Hey, if you're tired of playing my picks, you're tired of playing my spreads, I'm losing the money. You know where you can win money? That's with our friends at Prize Picks. Guys, I'm addicted to this Prize Picks app now. Go sign up at prizepicks.com and download their app as well. All users will receive a 100% instant deposit match out of $100 when you use the promo code TSUS at sign up. So guys, again, when you sign up, use that promo code TSUS, you put in 100 bucks, they're going to give you $100 of free play. It's a no-brainer. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused all around prop total entries. Guys, you've probably seen us posting about it, tweeting about it, putting it on Instagram, all of our social media. Prize Picks is the move, man. You can play college, NFL, MLB playoffs, hockey, everything you can think of, you can play it. Guys, what you do is you pick two to five players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And guys, Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's just literally you against the projection. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron parlayed with the under on Mahomes. Or you could take the over on Luke Doty rushing yards parlayed with the under on Charlie Morton strikeout to the Braves, right? So it's a really, really cool thing in that scenario. It also They also, guys, Prize Picks is a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're also rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, I use the Prize Picks app. It's so easy to use. By the way, it's so easy to get paid out as well. There's not this big hassle that you see with some other online sports books. So again, guys, I cannot recommend these dudes enough. I'm going to continue to keep posting our Prize Picks plays of the weekend, especially for the South Carolina game. Um, and I'm not salty, and I'm not calling him out, but I would have won last weekend. I had the over-under, the over on Luke Doty passing yards. I look back at some of those drops, some of those drops our receivers had. I would have hit it. I would have hit it. Hey, that's the risk you take, and that's the fun in the game, guys. Again, prizepicks.com and or download the Prize Picks app and use the promo code TSUS at sign up to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And again, guys, I appreciate the folks, fine folks over at Prize Picks for partnering up with us during this football season. Because I'll tell you what, Prize Picks has changed the game for me. It's so much fun. I highly suggest it for you as well. All right, let's dive into these SEC gambling picks for the week seven slate. And what a slate it is, by the way. We'll start in Fayetteville, Arkansas, taking on the Auburn Tigers. Arkansas, four point favorite. The overrunner set at 54, guys. Bo Nix is trash on the road. I think Auburn's much better than I predict them to be, but Bo Nix is trash on the road. He won't beat the Razorbacks. Sam Pittman's got it rolling. Give me Arkansas minus four in that football game. LSU against Florida. What an interesting game this year. This game in Death Valley, in Tiger Stadium, the Gators are an 11 point favorite. The overrunner set at 59. You know, LSU is desperate right now. They are. And Florida, you know, just beat Vanderbilt 45 nothing. Whatever, who cares? What are they really? You know, LSU still got really, really good football players. Ed Orgeron coaching for his job. I'm not saying the Tigers win, but I think they're going to give the Gators their best shot, guys. I think at home, they're desperate. I got to take LSU plus 11 in this game. I got to roll with the, with the Tigers, with the Bayou Bengals. So, again, give me LSU plus 11. 11. Missouri against Texas A&M. A&M is a nine and a half point favorite. The over under set at 16 and a half, guys. 
I've been betting on Mizzou like the last three weeks. I'm not losing again this week betting on Mizzou. Give me A&M. I understand they're coming. They're also on the road, but they're coming off of that, that emotional, incredible win over Alabama. You know, everybody's telling this week how great they are. Could I see them having the hangover on the road? Certainly, but I, I refuse. I refuse to lose money on Mizzou again. So I'm taking Texas A&M. Give me the Aggies. They're going to build off that win last week. A&M covering the nine-and-a-half point spread. Georgia taking on the Kentucky Wildcats in a match of unbeatens, by the way. Georgia, a 23-point favorite in this football game. Over-under set at 44-and-a-half. Wild. that this game, this, this game is literally for first place in the SEC East, and Georgia is favorable more than three touchdowns, but I think that shows you just how good the dogs are. I'm not touching the spread, guys, but again, like I told you last week, the under in any Georgia games to play, under 44 and a half, a no-brainer play in this one to me. I think the defenses will dominate. Georgia certainly gets the win, though. Mississippi State against Alabama. Bama, 17-point favorite, over and set at 57 and a half. Guys, Alabama coming off of a loss. Nick Saban, I can't even imagine what practice has been like this week. Nick Saban will have his team ready to play, ready to play their best football. An angry Alabama is not the Alabama you want to face. I almost feel bad for Mississippi State. Give me Alabama to cover the 17, and they beat the absolute breaks off of MSU on Saturday. Final game, Tennessee taking on the Ole Miss Rebels. Lane Kiffin makes his return trip to Knoxville, Tennessee. Ole Miss a three-point favorite. The over under set at 81. It's always popular, right, to take the home underdog. But I think Ole Miss is for real, but I'm not touching the spread in this one. Guys, over 81 points, points, points. Lane Kiffin's offense will be going up and down the field. Tennessee has shown they're a damn good offense in their own right. This is probably going to be the most fun game to watch of the weekend in college football. Give me the over 81 in Knoxville as Lane Kiffin makes his return. So, again, guys, that's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for our SEC gambling picks. And, again, guys, like I said, my best bet, Fandy's terrible. Don't buy the hype. Don't buy the – don't buy the the – the narrative of, oh, my God, doom and gloom were terrible. Vanderbilt might beat us. No, Gamecocks will cover. It's going to be an easy win. There's a reason you schedule Vanderbilt for homecoming. You're going to see why on Saturday. Because even when you're not good, Vanderbilt sucks. So Gamecocks cover the 18 points. It'll be a fun day at Williams-Brice Stadium. Again, I'll lock in my official prediction on the show on Friday. But, folks, hey, a fun one on a Wednesday. Appreciate you all. Again, guys, like I said, again, thank you all so much the continued love and support i cannot say it enough man i truly do appreciate each and every single one of you that continues to tune in rock with our content rock with the show rock with everything we do rock with the brand the business by the way new merch coming soon so stay tuned for that again folks appreciate you all tuning in. have a great rest of your wednesday have a happy hump day and we'll talk to you tomorrow
spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.